Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that through this message, you are being filled with the grace and hope found in the person of Jesus Christ. If this message and ministry has made an impact on you in any way, be sure to let us know about it by emailing us at mystory@thefuelchurch.com. And even if you couldn't be here in person, be sure to check in with us on Instagram and Facebook to let us and others know that you are listening and growing with us here at Fuel Church. Every month through these check-ins, we are making a global difference. Now let's jump in to this week's message. Today, about small steps to a better thought life. Small steps to a better thought life. One more time, small steps. Just some small steps that each of us can take to have a better thought life. Here's the reality our thoughts become words, our words then become actions. Our actions then become habits, which end up creating our destiny. Did you hear that? Our our thoughts, our thoughts, and they're coming at us many times like machine gun bullets, aren't they? Our thoughts become words. They become words. And our words become actions. Someone say actions. Our actions form habits. Someone say habits. Our habits end up creating the future or the destiny that we are now living in. That we are now living in. Uh, Solomon said this in Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as you think in your heart, as you think in your mind, the heart and mind are interchangeable in the Bible meaning the same thing, as you think in your heart, so you will be. So is he. As you think about it, so is he. So your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. I'm telling you today that if you will lean in and and hear what God is saying, I believe this one message can change the course of your life. I truly believe this today. I truly believe this today. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Always. In other words, if you think you can't, then you probably won't. In other words, if you think life is going to be bad, it probably will be bad. If you think you don't have anything to offer anybody, then you probably won't even make a difference or even attempt to. In other words, if you dwell on being a victim of your past, your whole life, because of the situation that happened, then you will always live with a victim mentality. Hmm? If you always dwell on your problems, then you will probably deal with high levels of stress and anxiety. Hmm? Because your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life will always move in the direction of your most dominant, your most strongest thoughts. On the other hand, if you think you can, then you will probably make a way. If you believe God is with you and for you, then you will sense his power and presence in your life. On the other hand, if you believe that you are forgiven, then you will walk as an overcomer in Christ. Hmm? Why? Because our thoughts matter. As a man thinks in his heart, 
so is he. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Listen to this. We are today where our thoughts have brought us. And we will be tomorrow where our thoughts will take us. We are today, you're sitting in today because of where your thoughts brought you. You will be in tomorrow because of where your thoughts take you. Does anybody really superly, gladly enjoy going to the dentist? I mean, you like the feeling that your teeth are clean, right? But I, I have this, um, this, this problem when I go to the dentist, and, 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 and I know it's going to happen every time, okay? They, 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 the, the, she comes and cleans my teeth, you know, the lady that cleans your teeth, and um, she's, she's doing her thing, and she's getting that little pointy thing. I hate that thing, by the way. That is the devil. I hate, man, when she, I, I just start sweating, my palms start sweating, I grip the chair, and um, she's, you know, getting the plaque off and all that stuff, and then um, she, she does something um, that I'd never do, um, she gets out floss, <laughs> and uh, she, she begins to floss, and within the first tooth or two, she realizes, <laughs> this joker don't floss, <laughs> I'm about to educate him. <laughs> and she begins to talk to me, and I can't talk back. Oh, okay, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it next time. <laughs> I'm 40 years old. I've never flossed. Don't judge me. You got your issues. You don't clean between your toes. I do. <laughs> I don't clean between my teeth, but you don't clean between your toes. <laughs> if you want to know the truth. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's flossing, and, and, and she starts to educate me. And I was thinking about this. You know how you need dental floss, but today um, um, I think if we lean in, that God will give us a mental floss. A mental floss. And that, that if we could just kind of open up and kind of take the word and begin to get to some areas, we need, we need a mental floss. And, and we need to clean um, our mind out a little bit because there's, there's some stuff that shouldn't be in there. And, 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 and you're not living the overcoming, the abundant life that Jesus said that you could live because you haven't done a mental floss lately. You haven't cleaned out some areas, some, some thoughts that have been there 10, 20, 30 since childhood. You, you haven't got rid of those thoughts. And, and today, my prayer by the time we're done is that each of us would take a spiritual mental floss and we would begin to get rid of some thoughts that we've been holding on to, some, some thoughts that have become our best friend, some thoughts that have been our codependent, that God is saying, no, 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 where I'm taking you in 2019, you got to get rid of those thoughts. You need a mental floss. I was going to title this message Flossin' Flossin'. For all the young people, if you're not young, just ask them what that means. I thought about calling it dripping. Anyway. What is that, Betty? <laughs> ask, the, ask the young person, they'll tell you. But, but, but all of us deal with thoughts, don't we? I said, don't we? We all deal with thoughts. You're thinking right now, what's this white boy doing? Some of you are like, this guy's crazy. 
It's your first time here. You're like, what is going on? What is this table up here? What does this represent? You're thinking all kinds of thoughts. You're thinking what you're going to do when you get out of here. You're thinking what you're going to prepare for the family because you're only eating fruits and vegetables. Come on, somebody. (laughs) You're thinking, how can I do Daniel and still eat pizza? (laughs) I thought it too. (laughs) I ain't even lying up in church. Was it some kind of cauliflower stuff? Is that a veggie, Lord? Cauliflower crusted pizza? Can I do that? <laughs> oh, somebody help me. And uh, there's these thoughts, and uh, some are toxic. Someone say toxic. And then other thoughts are life-giving. Someone say life-giving. And, and, and this today represents our mind. Can everybody see this? Everybody see this? This today represents your mind, my mind, and um, there are three main categories of toxic thoughts that we all deal with, every person in here. Then there are three main categories of life-giving thoughts that that all of us uh, can have in our life as well, and so I want to talk about a few of them today. The the first toxic thought that many of us deal with, I've gone through seasons of this, is worry worry. And so we have these thoughts of worry and um, we dwell on being worried about our kids. We worry about their future with all the school shootings and stuff. And these thoughts come in our mind and we're worried about our family. And then some of us are hearing that they're going to lay off. And so, so we're, we're, we're consumed with worry about our job and, and we have all these thoughts and our health isn't doing well. And then, and then after all that, you know, we're worried about the future and retirement and what, what are we going to do? Are we going to have any money to do what we want to do? <laughs> Is Social Security going to be there? Hmm? Just, just talking real today. And, and we have thoughts of worry. And, and so those are some small thoughts. But then worry sometimes brings some real big thoughts. Worry brings big thoughts, and we'll call these strongholds, these bigger thoughts. These are strongholds, and, and, and this could represent you worry so much about the abuse that happened as a child that you can't get this big thought out of your head. Like the devil plays with you. Like the devil messes with you at night, and he attacks you in your dreams, and he brings up the emotions and the feelings and the, act, the actual person's face, and this has been a stronghold. That's been in your mind for 10, 20, 30 years. Thoughts of worry and the opposite extreme of worry, if we're going to talk about life-giving thoughts, has to be thoughts of peace. Someone say peace. peace. And then we have some thoughts of peace where we, we learn to trust God. Our faith has grown to a level where the, 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 the hangnail storm that used to freak us out and scare us doesn't anymore. We've grown spiritually. We've grown up. We're more mature spiritually. And so now what used to almost break us really is causing us to depend more on God. And so we have a level of trust and, and, and we have a peace and, and really we have an inner peace and, 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 and we could be going through hell and we could have circumstances from without, but from within there's such a peace that gets us through the storm. Such a peace. We know that God, 
He brought me this far. He will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. We know his word is true that if I'm faithful to bring the tithe and offering to your house, God, you're going to take care of my house. We, we know it. We know it. Thoughts of peace. And then here's a real big life-giving thought. Real big life-giving thought. We remember. We remember. It's etched in our mind how we found freedom from addiction, from pain. And so we have this life-giving thought. It's huge. It occupies a lot of space in our mind that we found freedom in Christ. We found it. We found it. We found it. So there's toxic thoughts of worry, toxic thoughts of peace. Second category, we have toxic thoughts of negativity. 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 Here's a few. We're critical of people. We see the glass half empty. We're a pessimistic. We always put a negative twist on everything. Actually, um, these type of people believe that they have the gift of negativity. But I don't find that spiritual gift in the Bible. But some of you think you've got the spiritual gift of negativity. Because you see what's wrong in someone's life before you see what's right. Are you all here today? Maybe this message is for me. I'll preach to myself and I'll say preach white boy back to myself. If y'all don't say nothing up in here. We, we, we pick. We pick at individuals. Usually those closest to us in our home. Because we know every part of them. We know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we, could, we put our little spiritual, religious, magnifying glass on them. And we pick all the little things that are wrong with their life. And we never point out the good that's happening. And they wonder why. You wonder why they don't want to be around you. You wonder why they lock, your, they lock themselves in their room. You wonder why they get more acceptance from other people, from other friends, from other people's parents. This is all I got today, guys. This is it. This is what God told me to speak. Hmm. And so, so, so we always see the worst. I mean, these people that walk in this spirit of negativity, they're the ones that, oh, the music's too loud, lights are too bright. Gotta walk, gotta walk a mile to church. Good God Almighty. When are y'all gonna get a shuttle service? We ain't. We all can lose a few pounds up in here. It's good for you. You ain't gonna die from that parking lot to here. You're going to be all right. I'm going to do that again because I like the way it felt. You're going to be all right. Did you hear that? That was better second time. You're going to be all right. Well, the coffee's too strong. Coffee's too weak. Well, this trash is overflowing in the lobby. Ain't nobody doing anything around here. Well, my kids are all messed up after kids' church. They're all sugared up. Yep, we got to sugar them up to deal with them for an hour because you don't discipline them at home. (laughs) Fault finder, fault finder, negative fault finder. Fault finder. I can't believe they're in church lifting their hands. My God, they were in the club last week dropping it like it's. 
Well, you were there too, huh? <laughs> Woo! I can't believe they're in leadership. <laughs> I can't believe they're a team leader. <laughs> I know what they did last summer, and we know what you did last summer, honey. Shut your mouth. I can't believe they're up on the stage. I, can't, I, I, can't, I just can't believe it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Becky. <laughs> and then, then, then if we're honest, we all got some real big negative thoughts that we carry. We, we all got some big ones like your father was so hard on you and so negative to you that now you're passing it down to another generation. Can, can we be real? Because that's all I know how to be in here. Can we just, can we just talk? I'm here to help you. I, I want to see you become all that God's called you to be. But sometimes we pass down things because we hold on to things up here. And your life will always move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. And so therefore you're passing it down to another generation. The opposite is life-giving positive thoughts. Someone say positive thoughts. These are the ones where we believe the best in people, even when we see the worst. These are thoughts like Jesus had when they would bring the accusing, the accuser, the person who had just sinned and said, Jesus, Jesus, we must do something about her. She was caught in the very act of adultery and they were fault finding, fault finding, Fault finding. And Jesus said, but I see something good in this lady. I see something positive. I see something greater than the sin that she just committed. He didn't condone the sin. Oh, no. He told the lady, go your way and sin no more. He called sin what it was. It was sin. It was sin. But he said, I believe that your life now is going to change because you encountered the grace giver. My God, if we could have a church that majors on grace instead of majors on faults. If we had a church who majors on grace and believed in people when they don't believe in themselves. Hmm? These are the people that believe God is still good even on a difficult day. I know my God. Bank account don't line up. Money's acting funny up in here. My house is crazy. My kids are walking out their room like they got a demon on their shoulder. But I believe God is still good. I got to notice, I believe God is still good. I don't know how I'm going to make the pain. I still believe my God is a good God. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I'm going to slam dunk on the devil, baby. close. I, 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 I got positive. I'm optimistic about the future. And I got a real big thought. I remember when I was in debt and we worked hard to get out of debt. So I'm going to keep that in my mind. I'm going to keep that, that we are debt free to help others. And then the third toxic thoughts that come to us are worldly thoughts. Someone say worldly thoughts. Are you staying with me today? Yes. Worldly thoughts. Um, worldly thoughts. Do, do, do you find, let me ask you a question, do you find that your thoughts are continually about this life, 
about temporary things and not eternity? That's what I'm talking when I say worldly thought. Like, you're so fixated on this world. You're so fixated on, I, I, I gotta make money. Like, it, it's your passion. And I, I, I'm not against making money. We all need to make money, amen? We all need to work because you gotta help fund the gospel. Yeah, yeah, your neighbor will get that later. But, but we're so worried about life and what car we're going to drive and what are people going to think about us and how many likes did I get? How many comments did I get on that? Because that's really building my self-esteem and self-worth. I'm really banking on that to get me through life. We're, 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 we're always thinking and always wanting bigger and something better. We're never content. We're never satisfied with what God has given us because someone else has always got a bigger this and a bigger house and a bit nicer car and better clothes on their kid. We're so focused. Our kids got to look a certain way and have certain brands on. Oh, I didn't mean to get on your front porch, but we're already there. And, 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 and we must be liked by everybody because... We, 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 we are starving for approval because we never got it from our natural daddy and we never discovered it in our heavenly daddy. We are starving for it. Why do most young women lose their virginity at a young age? They're starving for approval. A man, a young man said he had loved her when what she didn't know, no, all he, wanted, all he did was lusted her. Difference between love and lust. But because she's been starving her whole life for the approval of her daddy, she was never taught that you can find it in your heavenly daddy. Now she settles for that joker with his pants down to his knees. Pull your pants up. Put a belt on. Act like a young man. Not like a thug. Not like you in a music video. Then people will respect you. That was free. I love all my young people, but sometimes I, I, you've pastored for 16 years. Sometimes I got to talk right to them. And so we got these worldly thoughts. We got these worldly thoughts. We're always obsessed with our family, our kids, our appearance. Oh my God, we got to look a certain way. We got to act a certain way. What are they going to think about me? What are they going to think about me? Oh my gosh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to post? What are they going to post? Who cares? So caught up in the temporal, you forgot about the eternal. That you're just passing through, that you're not here long. So the opposite is life-giving, eternal thoughts. This is when you wake up thinking, how can I, God, how can you lose, use my life today to bring glory to your name? I'm talking about eternal thoughts. God, how can you use me? This is when you wake up saying, man, God, show me those who are far from you. God, show me the broken. Show me the hurting when I go to work. Show me somebody that I can encourage today, God. God, eternity is real. This is when you have eternity on your heart and you realize that some of your friends and family members, that they were to die today, that they would go to a Christless eternity. And it moves you to the point where you say, I got to show more love. I got to show more grace to them because time is short and tomorrow's not promised to no man. I came to preach today. I know you're tired because you shoveled, but I came to preach today. And, 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 and so, so eternal thoughts. We, we think, how can I serve more people to make a difference? God, how can I pour out my life to make a difference? These are the people that are trying to jump on three and four different teams. And we're like, hey, we don't want you to get burnt out, but we love your passion. 
I just want to be here every day. Can we have church every day, pastor? No. (laughs) You got to work. You got to take care of your family. (laughs) These are the triple dippers. You know who I'm talking to if you're in the club. Sunday, you're here, 9, 15, 11, and 12, 45. It's a special club, the triple dipper club. You in it because you're fixated on eternity. You realize money's okay, house okay, car okay, job okay, but eternity is so much better to be fixated on the life after and not so fixated on the life here. These are the people. These are the people that look at their finances and they look at their possessions and say, God, how can I use what you have blessed me with to make a difference in somebody else's life? You want to know the secret of life. Get to that spot. I'm telling you, all your negative, pessimistic thoughts will leave. When you say, God, here's what I have. I don't care how little, how big it is. It's all a matter of your heart saying, God, here's what I have. How can you use what I have, the money, the possessions, for me to make a difference in somebody else's life? That's the game changer right there. That's the game changer right there. And then there's one real big thought. If we're talking about eternal thoughts, this is... Real big thoughts. Something that many of you have experienced in here. Many of you, because of this church, and I'm so proud of this church, many of you, for the first time in your life, you truly have discovered your purpose. Like, you didn't have it before you walked in here. Like, you know your purpose in life because of this house, because of the leadership here. You, you know your purpose, and once you discover your purpose, it changes everything. It changes the way you talk, the way you walk, who you hang with, where you go, how you spend your money, who you spend your money on, who your close friends are, who the people you text, the people you go on vacation with. It changes everything. And then we got a whole bunch of neutral thoughts. These are neither good or bad. I mean, they could go in either direction, but which shoes should I wear, the blue ones or the black ones? I mean, which, which clothes should I wear, a sweater or a hoodie, pizza or a hamburger? Come on, somebody. I didn't mean to tempt you during the fast. Um, pepperoni or cheese on the pizza? You can answer me. Anyway, pepperoni or cheese, uh, Coke or Pepsi? Um, um, 80s hip-hop or 90s hip-hop? <laughs> So be like, what's hip hop? <laughs> um, uh, Pringles or Lay's? This neutral thoughts that we, we all have these thoughts in our head. Nintendo or Sega? All you millennials don't even know what that is. Y'all are like Fortnite. Whatever y'all do. What is that? We didn't do that when we played Nintendo. You know what we did? Some of you know what I'm talking about. Other y'all are lost. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> click, click. Yep. 
Because one click wouldn't do it when you had it for like a year. You had to double click it to get that thing to go in. I'm feeling good. Mickey Mouse or Dora? Just neutral thoughts. eBay or Amazon? Of course. God's delivery service. That junk come less than 48 hours at my door. It's like Jesus, it just shows up. Here we go. Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Dad said Beatles. And here you go, here's my last one. Biggie or Pac? How do you think? Your life will always move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. Whatever you think about the most, that's what your life will boast. What, how are you thinking? How you think determines what you do. What you see is who you will be. I'm just trying to help somebody today. Small steps. Small steps to getting rid of some small, step, some small thoughts. This message is for all of us because we can all get caught up in worry and negativity and worldly thoughts, can't we? All of us found myself living there. I found, and I got to remember some things when I find myself there. And, and, and Paul talked about it in Romans 12 too. Look at this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Paul said, hey, Christ followers, quit trying to be like the world. You're never going to fit in. You weren't made to fit in. You're aliens and strangers, the Bible says. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. Don't copy this world, but let God. Oh, here's how we get some better thoughts. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you what? Oh, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. How do you change the way you think? Two ways. Two ways, and we'll land this plane today. Two, Two ways that I believe we can get rid of toxic thoughts. Number one. We got to learn to capture, we got to learn to capture destructive thoughts. Number one, we got to learn to capture, someone say capture. capture. You ever played hide and seek? You ever played capture the flag? What is the purpose? To find somebody and tag them, capture them, right? You ever played capture the flag? You got to go capture, you got to find the flag. Second Corinthians 10, three and five. Stay with me, this is the most important part right here. For though we live in the world, we do not wage as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, opposite is what Paul's saying. Here's, here's the opposite of that statement. They have divine power to demolish what? Strongholds. Thoughts can become strongholds. Strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against, uh, up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every what? To make it obedient to Christ. Paul's saying we, we take captive these toxic thoughts. We, we take captive these toxic thoughts that try to stay in our mind. That try to control us. Because our thoughts will become our words. And our words will become our actions. And our actions will become our behavior. So your behavior problem (laughs) is your thought problem. Oh, some of you get free from alcohol and prescription pills and meth and heroin if you change your thoughts. Some of you get free from pornography if you change your thoughts. 
Some of you get free from lust of things and money and possessions if you change your thoughts. Man, this is a good message for all of us, church. So glad you came out today. We take captive these toxic thoughts and we demolish them. Why? Because they're lies. They're lies. Satan is the father of lies. Jesus said, I'm the truth. Satan is the father of lies. And we, through God's power, can take captive these thoughts and we can demolish them because they are lies of the enemy. Always remember this. God creates, Satan always perverts. God always creates, Satan perverts what God creates. So we gotta take these thoughts. We gotta trash them. We, we gotta get rid of them. We gotta grab them. Paul said, take them captive and then demolish them. Trash them. Hit your neighbor and say, you better trash something. Come on, you better, you better get rid of some thoughts. I can't, I won't, I'll never. Come on, I'll be like my daddy, addicted my whole life. I'll never own a house. I'll never be anything because of the abuse as a child. Nope, I take that thought captive and I trash it. I trash it, I trash it, I demolish it by the power of God. Nope, nope, nope. I, I control this. Not my spouse, not my pastor, not my small group leader. I control my mind. I control my, oh, we forgot one. Never good enough. Oh, yeah, we demolished that. In the name, did we get them all? We demolish it. We choose whether we give these thoughts power or not. It's our choice. It's our choice. We're going to give them power. Or not. That's why you got to be careful. Not just young people, all people. What you listen to, music you listen to, creates thoughts in your mind. Movies you watch creates thoughts in your mind, which create words, which create action, which create a behavior, which create a future. You be careful who you allow to talk to you because those words go into your mind and create thoughts. Be careful who you hang with because their lifestyle can affect your mind. If they're destructive, you got to. You gotta, you gotta trash some people. And I don't mean on social media. I mean, you gotta get rid of them. Because they're toxic. Hear me. They're, I'm out of time, man. This, can we keep going? Listen, listen, listen. Some of you stumble all the time because of who you hang with. You're around those negative, pessimistic You're around those people who are always obsessed with worldly things. And because you're around that, you can't get out of it. Because that's what dominates your thinking. That's what dominates your thinking. That's what dominates your thinking. Thought number two. If we're going to get rid of toxic thoughts, we need to learn to fix our thoughts on spiritual things. Philippians 4, 8, 9. And now you, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing Paul says. Church of Philippi, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think on about these things that are excellent and of worthy of praise. Is your, here, here's how you judge your music. Is it that? Is it lovely? Does it edify the Lord? Here's how you judge what movies you watch. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. 
I dare you, next time you go to Netflix and you're about to watch a movie, I dare you to pull up Philippians 4, 8, and 9. They didn't like that, Lord. Why'd you have me say that? Oh, I know why you had me say that. Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Oh, my peace is connected to my thoughts. So what do I do, pastor? How do I take these small steps? How do I, how do I change my thinking? How do I replace the destructive bad thoughts that are not true? How, how do I get rid of them? I know I gotta capture them. I know I, I, know I gotta demolish them, but then how do I keep it? How do I do this? I'm not a pastor, I'm not that spiritual. I, I, how do I do it? Well, the Bible says that we can renew our mind with the word of God. That really it means you can give your mind a bath. That every day you wake up, you can spend time in God's word and it will clean the toxic thoughts out of your mind. The Bible goes on to say that the word of God washes over our minds. The word of God washes. Jesus said, I am the living water. And whoever believes in me out of his heart or mind will flow rivers of living water. Isaiah 12 and 3 says, with joy you draw water from the wells of salvation. (laughs) With joy. How do I keep those thoughts out, pastor? And it sounds like you're telling me I need to open my Bible. It sounds like you're telling me I need to do something Monday through Saturday. It sure does, doesn't it? You got to clean your mind. You got to clean those thoughts. Jesus said, and I love this. I love what Jesus said, that I came to give you life. Watch this. But not just life, abundant life. In the Amplified, it says abundant life to the point that it fills and it is over flowing on to other people. Jesus wants you to live the overflowing life. Why are you settling for anything less than the best that Jesus has for you? What happens? What happens when I I develop a spiritual relationship and I don't have to be weird doing it? I don't have to act weird. Walk around telling everybody, I pray to Jesus. I read. I don't have to do it. I let my light shine. I don't have to talk sometimes. I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to wear a Jesus shirt every day. I don't have to do it. They'll, they'll see it flowing out of me. They'll see, they'll see that my thoughts b- begin to rise to the top. They'll see that everything that comes my way, I just I just rise up and nothing can bring me down because the word always brings me up. So I'm overflowing. I'm overflowing. I'm dripping. I'm dripping. I know. I'm dripping. I'm dripping. I'm dripping. I go to work, I'm dripping. You go to school, young people, you're dripping. Yeah, dripping with the abundant life. You're dripping with joy. 
You're dripping with the peace that this world's looking for. You're dripping. You're dripping. Your marriage has been healed so you could drip on another marriage that's broken. God brought you out of addiction so you could drip on someone else who is bound by drugs. You're dripping. You're dripping. You're dripping. Not so you can floss, but so you can bring glory to your God. It's for somebody else. It's for somebody else. It's for somebody else. It's for somebody else. I'm going to rise to the top. I'm going to drip on others. I'm going to drip on others because God dripped on me. God, someone sent, God, God sent someone across my path when I was hurting, when I was in the ditch. Now I'm going to drip on someone else. I'm tired of sitting in the same seat in 2019. I'm going to drip on somebody. I'm going to serve somebody. Come on, I'm going to drip. I'm going to drip. I'm going to drip. I'm tired of being dry. I'm ready to drip, baby. I'm ready to drip. I'm ready to drip. See, 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 here it is. Watch, 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 watch. The reason so many are dry, coming to church every week, but you're dry, thinking, just give me a word, pastor. Just need a word to make it through. No, you need to get your own word. You didn't get your own word. So I ain't going to be there Wednesday when it's hump day. And you're struggling with thoughts. But the word is, watch. But you're going from Monday to Saturday dry. You're going from Monday to Saturday dry. Not feeling the presence of God. What we felt on Thursday, you can feel every single day. What you feel every Sunday, you can feel every single day. What's the secret? It's the word. Man cannot. Live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Do you believe God spoke this word? I said, do you believe God spoke this? You can't live by paycheck alone. You can't live by pizza alone. You can't live. You need the word. And then you won't be dry. You be dripping, baby. You walk through Kroger dripping. They see you with your fuel shirt and you overflowing. Why? Because you live in that hashtag fuel life. Overflowing. Fueled up. You're walking through the grocery about to get your veggies after Sunday church. You about to make the bomb smoothie. You're about to slay it after church, and someone sees your fuel church in that shirt, and they say, what's that? You start dripping on them. Let me tell you what God did in my life. Let me tell you how he used fuel church. Let me tell you how he restored me. Let me tell you the goodness of God right beside the bananas, the grapes, the oranges, and the apples. Let me testify about my God. Let me drip a little bit on you. Let me drip. Someone say drip. Drip, drip, drip. All you white people, get a little swag on it. Drip, drip. Oh, I'm, I'm white chocolate. Y'all looking at me like I'm white. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even, anyway. I was going to show you something, but I'm not because some of you get offended. 
the shirt I had on underneath. Anyway, someone say drip. Bow your heads. Someone say drip. Someone say drip. Someone say Jesus. Drip through my life. Someone say Jesus. Drip through my thoughts. Someone say Jesus. Help me to capture the strongholds, the negative thoughts in my mind so that I can clean my mind, so that I can have pure thoughts, so that I can have lovely thoughts, so that I can drip on others that are dry, that are thirsty, that are searching for hope. Jesus, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I I need you. My thoughts go crazy at times. They try to run my life. But Lord, I know today by your word that I can take your word and I can change the way I think. That I have the power because you gave it to me to grab those thoughts and take them captive and destroy and demolish strongholds that the devil tried to erect in my mind that I have the power. So Lord, I ask you to give me that power and let me tap into it every single time. Those toxic thoughts try to come up. Tomorrow morning when they come up, Lord, I thank you. I refuse to allow them to roam in my head. And I'll grab them and I'll cast them down. And I'll replace them with the word of God. When they say I can't, I'll declare I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When they say, oh, you are a product of your past, I'll say I have been forgiven of my past because of the blood upon that cross. When they say I'm a victim of the abuse from 30 years ago, I will say I am not a victim. I am a victor in Christ. I refuse to allow them in my mind. In Jesus' name. Once again, thanks for joining us for this week's message. If you would like to know more about us, be sure to visit us at thefuelchurch.com. It is also here where if you would like to help support this ministry financially, you can click on the online giving tab. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we hope and pray you have a blessed week.